Alrighty, welcome to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And today, we are talking about minute number one of Dawn of Justice. Yeah. <laughs> we're here. We've made it. I feel like there should have been a bigger fanfare when we were introducing this. How would you say it? I don't know, but it just seems Go a little... Go for it. No, Give I can't. But I guess we already had an I'll edit some air horns in for next time. That'd be good. Yeah. But yeah, this is this is going to be 183 minutes that we're doing. If you're wondering, we have already done Man of Steel by each individual minute. So if you want to go check those out, we did 143 minutes of that film. and It changed our lives. It Yeah. And I think this one is going to be more of a revelation oh, man. than the last I'm, one. I'm, I'm, ready to, <laughs> I'm ready to go to the dark parts of when we're going through this yeah. one, man. Uh, so when we did Man of Steel, we talked a lot about Superman, got to learn a lot about that character in this universe. Uh, we got to learn a lot about Zack Snyder, the way he directs, about um, pretty much a lot of things that we're going to be seeing for the rest of this universe. Yeah. So it was kind of like, I guess Man of Steel was a really good stepping stone into this universe. Mm-hmm. But this is it. This is like, as you know, some people have said, this is the linchpin. This is, this film is the film that ties the whole universe together. It's true. And it also, I mean, it doesn't help to even go back and watch Man of Steel before even going, going into this one. Did we mention we're doing the extended edition? Did we say that? Oh, yeah. Well, I said we did, we're doing 183 minutes. Oh, but... yeah. Well, come on. People don't. <laughs> well, yeah. But, um, I mean, it's kind of, uh, what do you, how would you say? Like you kind of have to. You kind of have to what? Do the extended cut. You don't have to do anything. Oh yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, you're right. No, we're choosing to do the extended cut because we feel uh, we have very strong opinions about this movie. <laughs> um, I sure do. And you're you're about to get them for a very long time. Um, but the extended edition is more so than just. Uh, a longer cut with with added scenes and and you know and other things it it ties the movie better as a whole i mean you and i have both even before tackling this minute by minute we've we've gone and watched this movie a bunch both theatrical and extended edition and it's just night and day pun (laughs) there you go so you're (laughs) we're gonna get we're gonna get a lot of them uh so yeah like this the extended edition is is probably by far one of my favorite movies if not my favorite superhero movie to this date damn that's crazy that's saying a lot i don't know if i could say i mean maybe after doing this minute by minute maybe i i can say it's up there it's definitely not top three of superhero films for me like i said it, it it definitely is uh batman begins wonder woman and man of steel yeah true um but, but then again and i you know that's just superhero films um but kind of have some big questions for this minute's going to be uh, a pretty big minute. We're not just going to be talking about the minute at hand, but also like, why does this film exist? Like, why this? Why? I guess if you're looking at it, like maybe, maybe you've been living under a rock. Maybe you, <laughs> you just saw Man uh. of Steel, and you're like, oh, cool, Man of Steel is cool. Like, I, I kind of want a sequel. Why? does this film now exist 
it's it's a good question. I don't think you expect me to answer right now. I feel like that was rhetorical. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, we'll get to the answer. We're gonna be using um, kind of like we we used like the Man of Steel um, art of book last yeah. last time towards the end. Um, but this time for the whole Dawn of Justice minute, we're gonna be using the Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. So with that Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice colon the art of the film book. colon film book colon yeah oscopy colonoscopy mm. they it's in the fine print they yeah put, they put it in the invisible uh, Nicholas Cage ink on the back so this is going to be our kind of Bible for, throughout the film I guess is that a pun because Superman Jesus and oh that could hey, be there we go. There go should we be writing them down have uh, a little bell come out whenever pun we do. counter Bing. Um, that sounds fun. Yeah. So, kind of like they've been planning. They were planning a Man of Steel sequel, like a like a straight up Man of Steel sequel. Yes. Do, I was going to ask you just off the. I don't. I feel like this is going into, and I feel like I'm cutting you off. But do you consider this to be a sequel to? Oh yeah. Man of Steel. This oh, yeah. is a sequel. You don't think it's just? Um, it's a sequel to Man of Steel. It's a sequel to Wonder Woman's film that came out. Yeah. And it's the second of a trilogy if you think about it yeah like, it's almost like it's like the middle no, no i can't two. say that yeah it's yeah it's good so man was act one yeah Dawn of justice act two i think it's just the sequel to the universe it's the response the sequel to the universe yeah Put well that on a <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one i like that so we get Man of Steel was all about, like, it was really uh, heavy. Can you imagine if God, or I'm sorry, if you believe in God, like, <laughs> if he created uh, a universe, like, well, that sucked. I might as well just make a sequel and start over again. A sequel to the universe. All right, well, you want to call it in because that's kind of like what Rebirth like is a, all about, man. What is it? That's what Rebirth is all about. Dr. Manhattan went and well, created yeah, I guess. New 52 and there you the go. whole universe. And that's good. Is that, yeah. that? I don't know if that's a pun, but it could be a tie-in. Cool. It's cool. <laughs> um, in Man of Steel, we got a lot of um, everything from the point of view of a, a reporter, for more or less, and it was a lot of uh, about an an, an out outlander, an out other world, like other an alien. Wor- alien. Yeah, what I'm trying to sound. But it's kind of a continuation. So, yeah, yeah. So that. check it. It's that's like what happens in like the alien side of it we get a lot of alien aspect of it because we do get the cal versus zod we do get the fight for power we do get you know fighting over uh, whose world this is going to be that's really alien-esque it's it's a it's an alien warfare it's not yeah. really human stuff this movie is the human's response to what we just watched and oh what yeah we just covered yeah so, and in this first minute we're going to be reading uh some excerpts from the uh donna justice art of film book and a lot of that is exactly what this whole film is about. Yeah. And I think that's one of the bigger questions people have about this film. Mm-hmm. What is it about? Is it about Batman and Superman fighting each other? Is that what is it like? Absolutely is not. It, is it, am I going to see this three-hour film to see two superheroes fight each other? No, it should be Batman and Superman and the Dawn of Justice with Wonder Woman and Alexander Luther Jr. Oh, that's a great title. They should have used that title. Why didn't they do that? I don't know. With failed Oxford commas in between them, all of them too. Yeah, um, but that was a that was a low blow. I love this movie. Let's be fair. This is a great movie in our opinion. So we're going to also in this season listen to people that have different opinions. So 
Oh yeah, we're gonna. That's something that we again we want to we want to bring about even more. We yeah. want to hear why other people don't like it. Again, the theatrical version. I'm not the biggest fan of. Oh, it's it's bad. I've I seen we're it do, again. We're, yeah, we're I doing it. we're doing the extended edition for a reason because we believe that this is what this movie should have been. Yeah, is. I um, I saw the theatrical version in theaters twice. Yeah, yep. Um, it's okay, and I understand if you saw it and you didn't like it. I get it. I get. I can. Yes. I watched the theatrical the other day. Stopped halfway. I feel very. Watching I feel very disappointed <laughs> when I watch it. Not yeah. like in the sense of like really bummed out, but just in a in a, in a missed opportunity kind missed of missed opportunity. Exactly. Um, but if you didn't like the theatrical version, but you haven't seen the ultimate edition, uh, please do yourself a favor. We implore you. Yeah, please go try. Give it a second <laughs> chance. Keep uh, kind of give an open mind. See the differences. It's uh, and uh, you got to go into it with a different mindset. Well, I think it's like, you know. It's kind of hard to keep that opinion of like, oh, I didn't like it, but you've only seen the theatrical. You should try it twice. You should absolutely try it. always try everything like twice. It's been hey, it's been my model for everything. Always Amongst try something things. twice. Hey, oh, and that way you know for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's a uh, oh crap. But I'm looking forward to seeing for some people's opinions that don't like it on this. Me too. On the show. Me too. So yeah, you won't just be hearing us uh, kind of gushing over the film. We're going to try and bring a lot of people who didn't like the film, have some healthy debates about it, and see what they didn't like about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we might even find some things that we don't like about it. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, well, I understand that this movie does have its flaws and other things, but again, yeah. uh, my opinion of this, it's not a... A lot of people re- relate The Dark Knight to... That's not a Batman movie. That's a Two-Face and Joker movie. I agree with that. Oh, I was going to say, it's just like a, a film with those copyright with those characters. exactly yeah i with, with this i feel the same way this movie is a super drama really heartbreaking drama it just so happens to have dc comic book characters in it mm-hmm. and it's their world um it's not like you know your 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 summer blockbuster superhero bright colors big old party bright colors keyword yeah <laughs> um but you know it, it does introduce a lot of great stuff from the DC universe, though. So that, yes. that's one thing I look forward to. Absolutely. Um, like I said, we're going to be reading off. Uh, we're going to read the foreword by Jeff Johns from this Art of Film book real quick. But going back to the question of, like, how did this get made? Um, so they were planning a Man of Steel sequel that was kind of like they were ready to do it. That's kind of where Zach and Deborah's heads were at. They were like, you know, let's start making a Man of Steel sequel. Um, but while they were making it, they knew that they wanted Batman to show up at some point. They wanted to start expanding the universe. Um, and it started with this idea that the film, the sequel for Man of Steel would end. And then we would see kind of like a teaser to the next film. It's like a clip of the Wayne Manor. There's a delivery truck kind of delivering, kind of like um, Wonder Woman, like the beginning of it, where like, oh, the yeah. Wayne truck yeah. comes in with the thing. But it delivers, it has this case, they deliver it to the door, Bruce Wayne opens it, they open the case in front of him, it has kryptonite in it. Mm -hmm. That's how they were going to tease that Batman was coming to the universe. Wasn't that like how they did in um, Superman Returns, Kevin Spacey, and... Kind of, yeah, yeah. Kumar, who came up with the (laughs) the bangs. You should have seen the other guys. And it was, yeah, that that was like that, but it had the crystals, not kryptonite. Yeah. 
It's a real. It's a real. Or did like, it have like that weapon? I don't know what it's it had. Such a, like, it was something like easy that. Easy to create throwaway scene. Of a um, deliberate, like, yeah, you think? But the, the issue was is that once they mentioned that, once they started talking about it, they could not stop talking about Batman and, like, how he plays a part. I mean, he lives right across the street, you know, almost. Yeah. yeah. And it's like <laughs> they just kept talking about him to the point where they were like, we just need to have him in it. It just makes sense that he's in this world. We saw already from Man of Steel that it's it's a little bit of a of a different world. It could be dark. We've seen, we've seen what it could be, and uh, you know why not throw a brooding character in there? Yeah, or someone who represents man. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> I like that a lot yeah. more. Uh, well, we'll get two characters like that in this film—not just him, but another yeah. eccentric human character. Um, but let's talk about the title itself before we jump right into um, some some words from Zach and Jeff. Um, the title. Superman, Batman v Superman: Colon Dawn of Justice. Uh, why that title? <laughs> um, Are you asking me? Oh yeah. Oh, um, I, I again, we've said it countless times. Dawn of Justice is the title. There seems to be something in somebody that wears a fancy suit and drives a nice car in some sort of headquarters of making movies that thinks that a movie that involves Superman and Batman wouldn't sell nor wouldn't catch the eye of every demograph if it didn't have their name in the title. And then, once you figure out that that movie is about them fighting, why not throw that in the title to make it even better? Yeah. It's just, it's wrong uh, to exploit something like that. Uh, it's, it's, It's false advertising? Yeah, false advertising could be a good word for it, but then again, I feel like people get sued for that, and I'm not trying to, you know, throw lawsuits at anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. Moving forward throughout this whole minute by minute adventure, uh, we will be referring to the film as Donna Justice because we feel like that is the real title uh, of the film that best explains what this film is about. Uh, Batman v Superman. If you think this movie is about Batman versus Superman in like a fight, uh, it is not. Uh, It is best to not mention Batman v Superman when you're talking about the film uh, because that's really not what it's about. I mean, they have differences. Um, They both have the same goal, but they have different ways of getting there. Yes. Um, But Dawn of Justice, this is a prelude to Justice League, the third and final act of this somewhat of a trilogy. Mm -hmm. Um, But to be fair, I mean, you're having these two characters on screen for the first time together. And Wonder Woman on screen for the first yeah. time together. I mean, they don't it's put, big. They don't put her in in the title, but no. obviously. Um, but you can't. I guess you can't just put a film like this out there and not have those two names on the title. I mean, it's yeah, like, it's exactly. It's what like it's that Batman is. and Superman in the same film together. Why wouldn't their names be on there? Because you can't sell toys. But then again, man, it still didn't have Superman in it. It's th- exactly. I think I even said that same exact thing when we were in one of the minutes of Man of Steel. It's not Superman colon the Man of Steel. It it's, was. I think they were. Someone was creating a film that was called that. Someone was. There is a script out there for a Superman, the Man of Steel, and I forget. Was it Brian Singer? Someone was writing that. Sounds like a Brian and it didn't, Singer. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't um, get made. Yeah, but there's just you don't need. I don't like. Uh, colonized movies <laughs> there's a joke somewhere in there um 
titles, I guess it would be a better turn of phrase. Um, it's just, it just seems like a cop out and it kind of, I, I, I cringe every time someone, you know, refers to it as, as Batman v Superman, Batman versus Superman. Anyone, did you see Superman versus Batman? It's not even the title. I don't even like that title. Don't talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That question is just very, that's probably something you have written down in that book there you got there. What is it? The question of Batman versus Superman. Mm. Maybe we'll get there. Maybe that will be the finale episode. Um, but yeah, we're going to be calling it Dawn of Justice from this point forward. Um, this is how me and Nate have always been referring to it as. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much all set right there. Um, before we jump right into um, the minute itself, we just want to lay some things out. Uh, lay them out, brother. This is a W, a Winter, a run, ugh, a Warner Brothers picture. Why'd you? Ugh. Because I was like WB and then I was like W Brothers. I was fumbling there. Warner B. W Warner Brothers. B. Warner. Yo, Warner B. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot of change. A lot has changed in the kind of from Man of Steel. Like Larry Fong is back as cinematographer versus Amir Makri who helped Michael Bay. Uh, we still have the same editor, David Brenner. Um, the budget for this film. Three hundred million dollars. That's a lot. What yeah. What would you do at three hundred million dollars? Uh, leave. Leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Uh, not only did well, Junkie XL worked on Man of Steel a little bit. Yeah. Not enough to get code credit, but he did. He, he did in this film. Um, Which it was a big deal. I remember like promotions when this movie coming out. Like it was. It was a big when the when yeah. they were selling the the soundtrack and and whatnot. It was like yo, Junkie XL. So I was like, oh, it was limelight. Yeah, and but I think even on the soundtrack, it still has just Hans Zimmer all over it. I remember them really trying to push Junkie XL. Oh, um, Mr. Popular. So I think it's like a lot of times Hans Zimmer gets a lot of credit for this, some of the scores and cues yeah. in this film, but um, I think the Batman theme itself is... Junkie XL. Jun- Junkie yeah, XL. That's one of my favorites. Um, which is crazy because I, I, I've listened to it multiple times, and I've always felt like this Danny Elfman feel. Oh, yeah, totally. Which is crazy because now Danny Elfman is tied to Justice League. And it kind of... I know a lot of people weren't happy with it because they wanted Junkie XL. But yeah. I feel like it's probably going to be a good thing. I think so as well. Yeah. Do I had you, doubt. I mean, it's Junkie XL like completely gone from it? Oh, like, completely. Completely. I think they might have used some of his stuff in the last Justice League trailer that came out for San yeah. Diego Comic-Con. But... He's not tied to it anymore. Maybe it's supposed... I mean, maybe the the trailers... <laughs> see, that's what they're doing to us. Maybe mm-hmm. the trailers are supposed to be, like, amping us up, getting us hyped for it, but this movie's going to be, like, really dark and somber and war-torn. Yeah. I'm hoping. <laughs> Danny Elfman? Think back, man. Think about Batman. Yeah. Like, that's, like... That's that's really... That's that's dark. It's I think gray. He, it's A lot of people somber. like to compare what he did for Age of Ultron, but I think... A lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth because of the film itself, not because of his score. Yeah, when you, I don't even remember the score in yeah. Age of Ultron. And he so. also didn't really do much in Age of Ultron. I think, I think he was like, um, they hired him to fix the soundtrack, really, because there's a lot of someone else's work on that soundtrack. So yeah, you can't, can't really say it's his work, anyways. I can't, I can't remember that soundtrack to save my soul, man. Um, I can't remember any MCU soundtrack, yeah. unfortunately. 
Um, which is weird because I can remember everything from the DCEU. But I also had a lot of doubt in Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman's composer. Um, and that was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, it completely blew me away. I was so surprised. Um, uh, David S. Goyer is back for the writing of this film. And so is Chris Terrio this time. Chris Terrio is also writing the Justice League film or wrote the Justice League film. Um, and the producers are the same. Uh, Charles Roven and Deborah Snyder. Um, but some other things that change is uh, it seems like Legendary is not attached to this film anymore. No. Instead, it is, um, I think it's Rat Pack Dune yep. Entertainment. That's true. And we also get Atlas Entertainment and a Cruel and Unusual Production. So those are kind of tied together now. I know Cruel and Unusual is Deborah and Zach's mm-hmm. thing, but Atlas Entertainment. Entertainment. They I weren't mean, all Man of Steel. So kind they, of some, some change-ups here they, and there. Maybe they came from that. They, they spawned from it. Spawned. There's parallels between Atlas Yo, and Yo, Spawn Superman. is in this film? Oh. <laughs> Everyone's There's supposed in. to be something about Spawn. Oh, yeah. They're doing like a low-budget, like, new rated R film. How low? What do you mean? Like, he doesn't want it to be a big production. Like but he also Hex. wants Leonardo to be the star. So it's really... Ed- like the Ninja Turtle Leonardo? Yeah. They don't even really need to use a costume. <laughs> um, and then I forget who, who they want as director, but... It doesn't matter. We're not even like talking a horror. about... Oh, Welcome yeah. back to Low Budget Spawn Minute. <laughs> there you go. Um, Nate, grab that book right there. And uh, we're going to go through this. So this is, like I said, this Art of Film book is an amazing book. I've uh, been completely blown away by it, even more so than the Man of Steel one. The Man of Steel book is great, but this one... Is there anything behind there? Um, there's no cat there, so you're good. <laughs> All right, move this. Yeah, so this book is very... It's um, a very eye-opening thing. It and really actually, is. There's some they, they, amazing they, concept work. Whoever, whoever, whomever. Whomever. Whomstever. How? Ho. It's just really cool. This book is great. If you don't know what this book looks like, it's beautiful. We took the dust cover off of it because we're... Uh, not um, five-year-olds five-year-olds or, or dusty you know uh, the book is it's like a matte black there's sketches uh, from I don't know whoever I wonder who the sketched sketch. that there's signatures on the bottom of them. I just can't make them out of both on the front and back there's Batman on the front and Superman on the back it's beautiful it's it's black like my soul even the and inside like the tone the of cover this movie right there the inside of the cover of has uh, the texture of, his suit, of the suit that looks a lot like the Man of Steel suit. It's Batman's suit, by the way. And then on the back, it does have the Man of Steel suit. Yeah, I see that. And I think if you flip the page. Look at that, man. Look at, like you said, if you look really closely, this is all Kryptonian text. In his In his suit. Shield. Inlaid in the suit, in the shield. It's beautiful. Where's our crypt- cryptographer? That's a map. Cryptographer? Oh yeah, cryptography. That's a map. No, or is that a cryptarch. is that a script arc? Is think, it a script script arc? That's a thing. It, <laughs> that's not a word. Cartographer is Cartographer a map. Cartographer is a map. map. Cryptarch is a yeah, sc- is a scribe. Script yeah, sc- script script scribble knots. <laughs> um, we need to get uh, someone that can fix our pronunciation of words. Oh, we'll get the lady who Webster's? created the Kryptonian text. Yeah, well, let's get that lady. But first, we need to talk to Webster so we can speak. Uh, Smart. And this, uh, we're going to go ahead and start with the foreword from Jeff Johns of this uh, beautiful book. Um, And it starts like this. Uh, Like all of you, I've been waiting for this to happen my entire life. 
We've seen Batman and Superman on the big screen individually, but seeing them together for the first time is absolutely seismic. That's a good good use of words there. Uh, the Dark Knight and the Man of Steel are the most iconic superheroes in the world. Bruce Wayne, a man driven by horrible loss, fueled by his intellect and physical prowess, uh, cleaning up his crime-filled streets. And Clark Kent, an alien with incredible powers, protecting the adopted world he was raised on. One hiding behind a mask and working in the shadows, the other showing his face and soaring through the bright skies. Their respective worlds are visually different as their abilities, methods, and ideologies. Now, finally, with this film, we're seeing it all collide. But this isn't only about Batman and Superman. This is about the entire DC universe. As a kid, I could only dream of the day we would see Batman and Superman meet on film, let alone Wonder Woman tangling with Doomsday. There's an intangible magic. Use the word tang twice. Is it tangling with Doomsday? There's an intangible magic to seeing this universe up on screen, living and breathing and interacting. Modern day myths becoming flesh and blood. Not only a brilliant director, but also an amazing artist, Zack Snyder is a true world builder. Zack leads by example, storyboarding every sequence of the film himself, panel by panel, like the pages of the comic books these characters were born within. He doesn't put boundaries on the scope of story and character, he embraces the mythic quality of the DC pantheon. His vision is truly epic, and epic is the one-word description of DC Comics. It's Zack's passion, along with the talent of all our artists and crew, uh, that has truly opened this cinematic door into the DC universe for the first time. Within this book, you'll see an in-depth look at the heroes and their respective worlds beyond their costumes. You'll see the brilliant art design of Zack Snyder, Patrick Totopoulos, Michael Wilkinson, Larry Fong, Doug Harlocker, John D.J. Disjardin, Dennis McCarthy, Clay Enos, and the countless others who helped shape the, the aesthetic and design of the film. You'll see the dawn of the Justice League. The wait is over. Yay. <laughs> Applause. Cool. That's good. And for those of you who are probably wondering, I think we've asked this question earlier this episode, but it's like, what is this film about, you know? Um, well, at its core, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice is an exploration of the unintended consequences of the traumatic clash between Superman and Zod in Metropolis two years ago uh, from the film Man of Steel. So that's what it says here in the introduction. And yeah, really, this that's what this film is all about is... Um, We've seen the introduction of Superman, as in the film will show later on that it's like the world's been introduced to him. Um, and we just saw two aliens, or two gods, really, basically fighting in a city. Yeah. Uh, people haven't really seen superheroes. I think Wonder Woman wasn't really a public thing. I mean, if you kind of see the film, it's like she wasn't in a major battle. She was just in like a small village. And yeah. Right. Um, also, she could have just been taken as a myth. And Batman was a myth as and well. I love that <laughs> aspect of it. That is my favorite thing about Batman as a character. The so Batman. What we're seeing now is kind of like a natural progression in mankind's perspective to be like, wait a minute, aliens exist? Yeah. Wait a minute, I'm not the most advanced thing on this universe? Like, what? So it's a complete eye-opener. Yeah. And it's like it only makes sense it's game changer. that we would be shocked about a thing called Superman existing and we can't just casually be like okay he's the greatest thing ever yeah and just like accept like oh yeah that's superman this this universe didn't have i mean yes it had comic books we've already established that and 
the Blaze comics and everything like that. But I don't think they had anything like this that we they have relate comic to. Books. We have comic books, and even if that happened in our world, I'm yeah. freaking out, and I am painting a giant yeah. S on my roof and asking for save a savior, like. Yeah, this movie depicts the most perfect response from mankind. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's just like if you're wondering what this film is about, it's definitely like it's that. It's the aftermath of Man of Steel because that makes sense. It can't just be, you know. We can't just let that. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. That happened. You can't let that slide. Yeah. And with, with, which is, I mean we do get a little bit of hint of that in what previous superhero movies like with the Marvel universe, they did hint towards that, but it took a while and it didn't really hit as much. Like yeah. when Tony Stark would like get the flashbacks, whatever it's like, Oh yeah, he's got PTSD. It's like, no, that's really messing with him, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, well they dropped the giant Island on a, on a, on a thing. Yeah. No, that like damaged the entire earth. Like yeah. you guys are freaking out. Thor just in general, like him existing, is a big deal and it's like that doesn't hit as hard as oh he's just a cool guy that flies around with a hammer you know yeah it's like that's the existence of just like this this is the existence of gods and monsters in our in 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 this universe exactly and and we're just going to you can't just we're not just going to brush it off like that yeah Yeah. you can't just be like oh well superman exists like no superman exists (laughs) yeah cool he can shoot fire from his eyes like no he can shoot fire from his eyes don't like come on watch your back Exactly. Oh, this guy's got a hammer that shoots lightning. It just like it's not like oh, this guy's got a hammer that shoots lightning. It's just, it's that's just an amazing response. Exactly. This guy can't can't bleed. This guy can't bleed. Can't Where's bleed? the military like <laughs> involvement? Like, oh, I think Swanwick said it at the very best at the end of of Man of Steel, where it's how do we know that you're not going to act in our in our you know what is it in our best interest? No, against our. Yeah, what some, he yeah what, best, whatever that quote it is. It's our best interest. It's true. I, don't know, I guess you'll just have to trust me. Yeah, uh, but then what? again, like, how far does that go? <laughs> and then you kind of ask yourself, like, oh, I can trust you as far as I can throw you. You try to throw a Kryptonian. You can't. You can't. He's the man of steel for a reason, people. Wake One. up, sheeple. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> and the very last thing that I want to leave you guys with before we jump right into this minute oh, geez. is this amazing quote. From this book by um, Kirk Kanemoto. Uh, he's a co-producer. And he best explains, in my opinion, what this film is about. Um, he says, right here. The big theme of this movie is, at the end of the day, are we too quick to judge sometimes? Do we act on impulse? Do we act on disinformation? Do we all have? Do we have all the facts before we do something? That's the takeaway of the film. Now think about that. that. That's not even the takeaway of the film. That's the takeaway in life, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is, in his eyes, that is the theme of this film. Can you imagine that? Look at how people respond to this film. Look at how it relates to today's. We'll get into there when we get into it. But it's in today's society, it's just incredible. It's, it's almost like looking into like a mirror and like absolutely look exactly how you're responding. Absolutely, is exactly how this movie is responding, and you're mad about that. You're yeah. mad that it relates so so hard that you try to deny it. Let me read the theme one more time. The big theme of this movie is: at the end of the day, are we too quick to judge? Sometimes, do we act on impulse? Do we have? Do we act on disinformation? Do we have all the facts before we do something? That's the takeaway of the film. Uh, and I'll leave that right there. But that, to me, was worth this whole book. 
Like, I, oh, yeah, I totally. bought this book, I read that line, and I was, you know what? That's it. That is, like you said, not even the theme of this story, the theme of, like, just everything. Yeah. Um, so go ahead and pl- apply that in life. Um, but, yeah, let's just jump right into it. So, Oops. Nate, how does this, uh, this movie start? This movie's going to start out uh, with the WB logo. And uh, we get a little bit of difference here. We get we get one single oak leaf falling in front of the WB logo. Does that we'll mean something? That is. I don't. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe it's supposed to mean the the time period. I got. I took it as like it's always oh, fall. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's whatever. But then again, there's things that that happen. What do leaves do when they be uh, get detached they, from a tree? They don't get back up there's an act of them uh hurling to the ground or in another term they fall there you go boom (laughs) so this movie does introduce a beautiful poem uh by the very same um who we will soon to know plays batman and that man is uh ben affleck I think, uh, I don't know if you have notes on credits, Mark. Oh, I don't know who that is. Who's Ben Affleck? You don't know who that is? Ben Affleck is a A A-list actor. He is God's gift. like an S-list actor. What does that mean? It's like more than A. Is that like in injustice terms of fighting characters? It's in everything. Is it really? Yeah, people rank. I don't know that. I don't know why, but it goes like, it'll go like S-A-B-C-D-E or something. Sometimes it's F. But sometimes E. No, I don't think as F is used if it's like E tier is like really. Big. Yeah, because E is E is. We only e use F in like school education. when it's yeah, yeah. And it's, and but it's, S is like top top, like okay. Leonardo DiCaprio. So in my opinion, yeah, Ben Affleck um, is great. We'll uh, I think we'll get into a little bit too uh, that when when we see the the credits of the names maybe or do you want to jump into? That? I was gonna kind of. I know we're gonna get a lot of credits throughout the first five minutes, but I was thinking that we would just talk about them once we actually see them on screen. Okay, that's fine. Um, so my first note here on this minute is um, the voice that we hear, um, who, spoilers, I told you who it was. Um, <laughs> he says, there was a time above, a time before, and then we start to get some picture, and uh, it's a, what do, we, what do we see? We see, we see a, a, a black screen fade some more some more leaves falling and then a fade to what we think is a funeral yeah it's crazy it's it's really nice how it, it fades from black to a black cast yeah it's a real subtle you get some shine some reflection in it's what yeah it's 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 a beautiful scene it's a beautiful shot and um we're gonna put it put a pin in this listeners at home keep an eye out keep an keep an eye out for uh later on many many moons later in this in this series there's going to be some some callbacks to to a funeral scene so just <laughs> bookends st- but bu- star whatever asterisk uh this movie Highlight. starts out with a funeral yeah um but i did want to take some some time to to talk about uh the first words we hear um again they were there was a time above a time before this there's there's meaning to this poem if you will if we're going to call it this in, in the opening sequence. Um, we're coming into this movie thinking, as always, as every movie, that you're going to be in present time. Because you see from trailers, you see what's happening in the present time. So we're automatically thinking that we're just jumping into a Batman and Superman conflict. Uh, we don't. We see a young boy, which we're uh, led to believe is Bruce Wayne, because we do hear a name 
later on in a couple seconds. But the fact that this is this is not present time. This is a flashback. This movie is very heavy. has has a lot of flashbacks in it, and a lot of dream sequences in it. Uh, so that's actually one of the main uh, another key factor that we're, I'm actually going to cover later on in the week. Um, but we do get this flashback dream-esque sequence of, of young Bruce Wayne. Hence meaning that there was a time above and there was a time before. Uh, before all of all of what's going on presently. Um, and I also took that as before the Superman existed. You know, as we know that this is kind of a sequel to Man of Steel. That there was a time before. You know, before the Superman existed. You know, directly before the events of Man of Steel. And even... Is that, that what we, he's referring to? No, or but I'm taking both? this I, oh, after. Both. Yeah, it yeah. could be both meaning after we look at the film, and I just don't want to forget it when we've gotten to that point. Yeah. But now that we know that Batman exists, uh, the time before could also refer to the time before Batman has had such loss, a time before his long period of t- existing in Gotham, before yeah. it was all bright, and it was you know a Batman and Robin era, if you will. You know I wonder, what I mean? Yeah, I wonder at what point in his life is, is he saying this quote exactly i think it might be right after the battle of metropolis yes me too i think it's like when he yeah uh later i think next week we get it when he's amongst a bunch of dust and rubble i think is when he's thinking this quote i think um well he he's running so during the funeral procession I think Bruce Wayne just has like too much stress at some point. He, he darts off into the into the woods. Yeah. Oh, two caskets. By the way, we get two to see this. So yep. we're we're led to believe that this is the yeah. death of of this is the, the Martha the and Thomas funeral. And uh, uh, sidebar: How do you feel about getting another Batman <laughs> origin? I mean, <laughs> I, if that's that another my bullet points, later on. okay, then we'll get there. When well, we get no, there. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. Okay. Um, but I was gonna say he runs past some graves. We see some more Wayne stones. So like, yeah, I did see one that says Bob. On it, Bob Kane could be. That's forty-three seconds. I know there's one with the last name like Nokomon, Pokemon. Yeah. Well, I thought I said Solomon for. Hey, I like that. That would be cool, but it does. It does not. It has N O K O M O N. Nokomon. Mokomon. (laughs) Kokomon. Kokomo. Oh, that's where all the dreams of Kokomo went. They buried him in the ground. That's Um, what Thomas was like. Martha, you want to go to Kokomo? We're not going to Kokomo. You take those dreams. You bury them right in the (laughs) grave. I think one of the lines that we get from his uh, beautiful lie soliloquy yeah. <laughs> is "What falls is falling." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. So I'm still, I'm still got that. I'll, I'll get there. We got the the follow up to that. Um, hang on. This first whole phrase, in my opinion, if we're going to relate it to us knowing that this is Ben Affleck's voice, as we can recognize, knowing that he is Batman. Okay, this is supposed to set the tone of what this Batman in this universe is supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to set the tone of his loss, of his, his attitude, of his so, uh, his, his hatred, his anger, his his um, the no no patience of his moral compass. There you go. Perfect. Um, ex- exactly. So there was a time before, uh, but things fall. Things on Earth. That's key. Again, we're seeing... This movie is man's perspective, man's answer to Mm -hmm. the Superman. So, things fall. Things on Earth. Superman can't fall. He can fly. Batman, a man who's not an alien, he can't. So, he falls. The fact that we do... He can't even fly. He just falls in style. (laughs) To infinity. Um, The fact that we're seeing that this... We get this age of Batman, mm-hmm. Bruce. I apologize. We get this age of Bruce right no, now. No, Batman. Going. Oh, it's Bruce right this now. This is mm. throughout the film. It's gonna be Batman. 
I have things written here. It's like, yeah, oh, no, this Batman. isn't. I don't think this is. This isn't Bruce either. Bruce died on the street corner. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we're seeing that this this version of this child uh, is around the same age that we got to see in a previous film of a young alien who was being raised by an adopted family who was getting a lot of guidance at that time period. Mm-hmm. This kid is not getting that right now. All of that is taken away from him. So again, things on Earth, man, Bruce, Batman. They're fallen. They can't become. They, you know, they, 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 it's it's done. They yeah, the oak leaves. They're, they're fallen. They're dead. Whereas Superman, he can only go up. He can only be built up in everybody's mind. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a god. There is no bringing a god down. There's no bringing back parents once they die. Not yeah, exactly. Not even that. Um, so exactly. Then we get into uh, this is one of the main themes of this movie and of this universe this definitely right here in this first minute it introduces the theme the man versus gods like already right here with just the line things on earth Mm -hmm. but things fall things on earth boom you immediately separate man versus god um again i think the the, we get the follow-up what falls is fallen and i think that is referring to himself um and like i said bruce died on that night on the street corner with his parents oh yeah which we're going to go into that starting in the last couple seconds here. And then, yep. it, you know, I think the next, uh, what is it? Basically, the next three days is going to be the whole death of the Waynes again. Yep. So um, you want to you wanna ask that question? Yeah, why? <laughs> um, I think it just, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to have a Batman movie, especially an introduction of a, a Batman universe. in a new universe without having the origin. But this origin is so much more different than everything else. If we didn't get the poem in the beginning, mm-hmm. then this origin would just be another, oh my God, of course, another Bruce Wayne origin, of course, another Batman thing. No, the fact that we got that poem means literally everything. He's narrating his entire life. There was a time above. It was when he was a kid. It was when it was all happy. It was happy-go-lucky. It was great. Does he you use know? the term diamond absolutes in this one? Yet? No, that's next minute. Okay. Yeah, like it's just, it's 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 beautiful. We we already get you know right here in this first minute. We're supposed to get a feel for what this world's Batman is. Yeah, I think well, that not this only is him, the best. But like mankind. Yes, absolutely. I think this is the best uh, origin that I've seen of of a young. Uh, well, no, because this is we really only got the the Batman Begins version of this. So again, I think it's it's Chris Nolan's involvement was like, hey, you know what? That cave scene was really pretty dope. We should probably <laughs> throw that in there. And then I think Snyder was like, yeah, but I'm gonna make it a dream sequence. I I'm led to believe that a lot of this is a yeah, dream sequence. This is like the most stylized version that we've seen. It's beautiful. It's oh, yeah. it, with the but the poem behind it makes the entire. Uh, it, it just makes it. It it makes this origin necessary. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways for today is that if you're just watching this and you're not paying attention to what he's saying, you're just like, oh, then yeah, you're like, it's, yeah, it's, it's another, it's, it's Batman. It's, it's a, it's the Bruce Wayne origin story that we have yeah. to see for like the umpteenth time. Yeah, it's not. You need to listen to but literally you, every line of this movie. There, and because we're doing something. it minute by minute, there's a character that we're gonna have to, we're gonna be listening to every word that every this, single thing he says. And that I think is one of the most underrated characters when it comes to like dialogue yeah uh, when we get to that character 
there's a lot of stuff that people team but again tend to miss yeah right here this poem is one of my favorite things about this movie it's just beautiful and it goes into you know this whole these next few minutes yeah um so yeah we are getting and i guess the death of the waynes kind of plays yeah an important role in this film and plays an important role in his life it's a new character it's a new universe yeah it just it makes sense to have it in there um do i need to throw in the first appearance of comic relation to, to the death of the waynes is that what we're going right now do you want to do that? I mean, I don't know. We do get to see the Zorro poster in this, yeah. so we already we know that we see the the Mark of Zorro poster and we see Excalibur. You got I, I got Excalibur <laughs> stuff for tomorrow. So you I want to say that? Ex- yeah, I have a lot of stuff about Excalibur tomorrow. I mean, we could say for now. Um, no, that, no, no, no. I'll save it for okay, tomorrow. We'll save it. But all. what was it? Yeah. I'll, all right. I'll save it. Either. I'll save tomorrow for the also first appearance of things. But just remember the big thing to take away out of this minute, minute number one, I put a star on it, I'm going to refer back to it, is the funeral for bi- funeral for a billionaire. Remember that. Remember the visuals of the entirety of, of that funeral. Congregation of the mansion in the background, the massive line of people. Like, it's just... that it, Right now, this tone is a funeral for, for a billionaire. Yeah. Put a pin in it. We'll come back to there in, in a lot of months from now, but remember. Cool. Do you have anything else? No, that was it, man. Yeah, man. Well, thank you guys for listening to minute number one of Donna Justice. We're going to go ahead and wrap up for today, and if you love everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCU Minute. You can find all our other shows at twooldmedia.com. Um, if you leave us a five-star review, we read them out over the podcast. It really helps us out on iTunes, so go ahead and check those out. And we also have a listeners group on Facebook. So if you go to DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, you can join us, some other listeners of ours, and some of our past guests and soon-to-be-coming guests. They'll all be there, and we all talk about the films at hand. And if you have questions about a certain minute, you can jump on that group, and we can talk about whatever you found interesting or had questions about. And we love hearing your opinions about the films as well. Um, So definitely check that out. We'll check you guys out tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.